T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining my best friend and I as we navigate this wild, wild world. We're kicking things off in about 15 minutes with an uh, update on uh, what the health with Dr. James Simmons. A flesh-eating STI. Mm-hmm. Honey, I thought we made it through the pandemic. Honey, this is just the beginning to 2022. <laughs> can you like, believe- what is 2022 going to look like? Can you believe we're almost there? No, that's why I said it. I just saw this post. Someone said, we're two months into the end of the year. Have you done everything you wanted to in 2021? And I was like, no, I didn't do everything I wanted in 2020. I'm, like, still, I'm still trying to recover from 2020. I'm exhausted and don't put that pressure on me. I like that. Yeah. How are you feeling months. today? It's, it's Tuesday. It's your sleepy day. It is my sleepy day. Well, you know, I always have very random stories. Yesterday, I was doing inner child work with Annalyn McCord. That, that track. It was just supposed to be a lunch. Mm. Then I got hired for a cyberspace bar mitzvah November 20th that I'll be hosting and Lisa will be DJing at. So, is this in the metaverse somewhere or how yeah, is this working I, out? Never really sure. Just uh, money. Money was incredible and I like to work. So <laughs> <laughs> I set up bar mitzvah tracks. So how is Annalyn McCord? I know she's been on the show. She was on 90210 and she was also on Dallas for a while, the reboot. Yeah. I loved that show. Yeah, she's amazing. I, You know, it's funny because I remember like loving her on television and we've become friends and I wasn't even going to go to lunch yesterday. I was going to cancel and I think it's always important like why you don't. But we had a four hour lunch and we were just talking and, you know, I think that we're still, you said, like we're not even through the pandemic yet. And people really either like did a lot of work on themselves or they didn't. And she was one of them that really like did. And she's just in this really incredible headspace. And we just had really great conversation. And everyone's just a trying guy. I mean, God, if you can't remember that, everyone is like literally doing their best. Just trying to get by. Yeah. I hear that. That's real. I love that. Um, did you make it to the spa? Because that was what I was most excited I about. I did not make it to the spa. <sighs> I hate this story. But I did work out last night and I did a spin class and then I also ran on the treadmill afterwards. So I did two cardio. Okay. Yeah. Double up, daddy. But I sat in a steam room though with some daddies. Uh, but okay, Equinox. so when <laughs> I got out the first time I sat in the steam room, it has like computer, computer, cucumber or eucalyptus. Like, yeah, of course. You spray it. Yeah, no, it was just in there. And then when I got out, my body kind of was burning because the eucalyptus got on me. Oh, that's different. Is that a thing? Yeah, they have a bottle of spray that you can spray on and it makes the whole room steam up. And if it's ever low or not working, my fiance Emil will definitely go find the bathroom attendant every single time <laughs> and ask him to refill it because he's bougie like that. We love him for that. I love him for a lot of reasons. That is one of them. Uh, right now, it's time for News on the Beat. What do you have for us? Okay, there's a lot going on. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection has issued six more subpoenas to top campaign associates of former President Trump including ex-National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. The panel believes Flynn, along with a few other Trump campaign employees, attorneys, and confidants were involved in promoting the lie that the presidential election was stolen. However, if the committee wants to get valuable testimony out of this new round of subpoenas, it may need to put pressure on former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, who was recently handed a contempt of Congress citation for defying his subpoena. The citation is a rare rebuke, but carries a few inherent consequences. Attorney General Merrick Garland is in control of a lot of this process, and there are no obvious signs he intends to act quickly. Now, another news investigators are working to to determine the causes of death of the eight people killed Friday in a crowd surge at a Houston music festival. They're reportedly looking at all possibilities, including whether a batch of counterfeit pills possibly laced with fentanyl played a role. 
The deadly conditions at the event have prompted a growing number of lawsuits on behalf of concert goers. Travis Scott, the rapper behind Astroworld Festival, who was also performing at the time of the crush, announced he will pay for the funeral costs of the victims and fund mental health support for survivors. Scott, along with concert promoter Live Nation and others involved in the event, are under intense scrutiny over how the tragedy played out. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 84 in Cathedral City, 61 in Sacramento, 61 in Cleveland, 72 in Baltimore, 57 in Seattle, 79 in Miami, 63 in Kansas City, 84 in Palm Springs, 75 in Vegas, and 64 in Los Angeles. Now give us a vibe of the day. This is a question to ponder this morning. How good are you willing to allow your life to be? Think about that one. You're getting in your own way, maybe? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's a good one. You picked me up this morning in your car, and there were two empty coffee mugs on your floor underneath my feet. I can't talk about it. Clean up, Michaela. It's Annalyn McCord's fault, okay? She drank two cups of coffee yesterday in your car? No, she forced me to have lunch for four hours. Mm. I wanted to be there. Those, those mugs were there two weeks I ago. I wanted to be car. there. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> All right, coming up in What the Health, Dr. James Simmons is joining us to talk about a new flesh-eating STI that you need to know about. Stay safe. Coming up next. That's right. We are the Morning Beat. We're also your source for all things pop culture. And uh, Michaela is, in fact, the queen of pop culture. And she's got the latest for you in What's Poppin'. That's right, honey. Well, uh, this is crazy. We love Lance Bass. We've had him on the show a million times. We're friends with him in real life. Uh, And we knew that he was obsessed with Britney Spears. They're actually pretty obsessed with each other. But he just came out telling the Today Show, he said, I feel like she's my little sister, and this whole time she's been my little cousin. What? What What does that mean? Uh, He decided to do a DNA test, and with the ancestry, it confirmed that Bass and Spears are sixth cousins once removed. He said, I wanted to find out I was related to the queen. Turns out I'm related to the queen of pop and that's even better. That's crazy. How would you trace that? Okay, uh, well, Ancestry.com. I mean, but how would they know that it was Britney Spears... Blood, Michaela. DNA. I know, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> I don't understand how... It's the same way all those things work. I did 23andMe, and I randomly find out that I have, like, fifth cousins that pop up on my on my app every now and then. I'm like, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm like, hi. That's crazy. Yeah, but also, where is he from? Uh, both musicians were born in Mississippi. So, not uh, that shocking. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Mississippi. I think it's yeah. shocking that they're only six cousins. Yeah, they're not actually closer. Yeah. Who would I'm you like to at... find out that you're related to? Sophia Loren. Damn. Really? I was going to write that down. That's a good one. Go yeah. On. I love her. Yeah. Sophia Loren and Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Not Fran? I was thinking about it, but no. Nope, not Dolly. 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 Lucy. It would never happen. Lucy. Lucille Ball. Maybe. Your great-great-grandmother. Could you imagine if my great-great-great-great-grandmother was Lucy? Yeah. Who do I want to be related to? I want to be related to... Some might be problematic, but Beyonce, I would like to find out somehow yes. we're related. But then I feel like if we were related, there'd be some like bad ancestral stuff there that I would not want to be attached to. Yeah, so, I hear that. Joel McHale? No, people already think I'm Joel McHale. I don't think he's that funny. Um, how about, ooh, ooh, Gaga. Gaga would be a good one. If I related one. to Gaga, I'd be happy. Yeah. Well, listen, this is so cute how Lance explains his relationship with Britney Spears. He said, she's such a funny person and she just made me laugh so much. She's the type of person that you're watching the movie and she keeps nudging you like, who's that? Why do they do that? And I'd be like, I don't know. We're watching the same movie, <laughs> which I think is so <laughs> That's cute. my mom. My mom asks questions the entire time and then falls asleep halfway through. Oh, Every she, time she we watch asleep? a movie, my mom falls asleep. I hate watching TV or movies with her. I hate that. She, watches, she also watches the young, and Re- the young and the Restless every single day of her life, and but she doesn't actually watch it. She has it on, and then I'll be home visiting her, and then she'll have to rewind and watch rewatch things over and over and over again, and I'm like, Mom, we've watched this twice already. What are you doing? She doesn't pay attention. Yeah, I hear that. So she, my mom and Britney Spears are like the same. They're the same part. You are related to Britney Spears. What if Spears? I'm related to Britney? You are. Maybe, that, maybe that's a family trait. That's really exciting. Con- congratulations. Thank you. They did, however, call you AJ Gordon this weekend. So you they also introduced could me be... as AJ Gordon because <laughs> that's how famous you are. And I said thank you, and then I said, "This is my co-host, my partner in crime, 
Michaela Goldfarb. So. Yeah, you did. He did so. introduce me as Goldfarb to like seven people, and I wanted to murder him. Okay, coming up, Paula Kenny joins us to talk about Astroworld and how much trouble is Travis Scott really in, but is he to blame during uh, still a pandemic? Coming up next. You're listening to The Morning Beat now, a story catching headlines everywhere and has a lot of debate going amongst who's to blame. Uh, there's this Astro World tragedy this weekend, the Travis Scott performance uh, that left eight people dead, uh, multiple injured, and it's, it's, it's just tragic. There's no other way to put it. It's but uh, was it preventable and who's actually to blame? We're joined now by our in-house attorney, Paula Canny, uh, to break down this, this, this weekend's events. And what could be uh, coming down the pipe for Travis Scott, for Live Nation? Uh, thank you so much, Paula, for being here. Hi, Paula. Hi. Hi. So, so, Hi, AJ. Hi, so, Michaela. So this is, yeah, I mean, it's a horrible, horrible thing. I mean, you just think just when things are, you know, people are getting to get together again, mm. something this horrible happens. Mm. So, yeah, it's terrible. Lawsuits have already been filed against Travis Scott. So, well, I want to talk uh, to you about that because we actually have a little bit of audio I want you mm-hmm. to listen to. Okay. Uh, and I want to talk about the the potential sort of uh, ramifications towards Travis okay. Scott particularly. But here okay. are two clips from him, one in 2015, one in 2017 uh, at a concert. Take a listen. Now, before I go to this next song... I'm gonna invite just a couple more people down here to range with these motherfuckers right here. Now, I don't know. I don't know if you're scared. I don't know if you're nervous. I don't know what it is. But if you wanna get in this pit, this is your last chance right now. Whoa, here they come. Great. Tyler, get it. Get it. So this is really interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. he has, he's, he's got a precedent of doing this and, a, and asking people to come push forward, push forward, push mm-hmm. forward and get closer to the stage. Right. Could these could that come back to haunt him um, as we dig deeper and deeper into what went wrong here at Astroworld? Well, I mean, yes, in a way, because apparently in 2015 and again in 2017, he pled no contest to misdemeanors for sort of these misdemeanors as sort of not inciting a riot, but, you know, disturbing the peace kind of thing. So normally misdemeanor convictions aren't used against people later, but the underlying conduct can be used in later lawsuits to show pattern and practice, whether it's a civil lawsuit or a criminal prosecution. So there isn't any, he hasn't been arrested for anything yet. Uh, But again, as I said, They've already started filing, you know, lawsuits, all the plaintiff's attorneys. I mean, it's a weird business, plaintiff attorneys. They go around and, you know, try to find the next of kin who's anybody of the eight people who have died. I mean, this is just how it is. It's sort of unsavory. It's sort of ambulance chasing in a way and sign them up and then file lawsuits. I mean, it's interesting. One of the plaintiff's attorneys is the lawyer who represents all the women who uh, are suing, you know, the Deshaun Watson, mm. you know, the, the Texans quarterback. So there's a group of plaintiff's lawyers who've already filed a lawsuit. But, I mean, it's weird because, uh, you know, one of the reasons why people want to go to his concerts is because they're kind of wild. Yeah. I mean, if you follow him, you know that... Travis Scott is going to have, you know, a wild concert. That's why you want to go, because it's wild and fun. Though this is tragic, and, and there's a whole lot of, you know, discussion about the actual situation for the audience. So anytime you have standing audiences and, and the like, this is a foreseeable, you know, consequence of, of it because people aren't, you know, contained and in chairs. I mean, and this is, you know, people getting injured at concerts have been happening as long as there have been concerts. I think back to when I was like in my 20s, you know, all those people got killed when the Rolling Stones were, you know, 
performing at Altamont. Okay, so that's Fox, interesting. Yeah. That's well, interesting you say that because I've been reading about that. Well, I want to ask yeah. you this. It's important because one of the security guards that got hired for the event, because mm-hmm. you said it's a wild concert. Everybody knows that. But when I go to a wild concert, I'm going to hope that there's enough security. And he said when he got hired for the job, he was not trained properly, so much so that he quit same day when he realized how ill-prepared everybody was and how short-staffed they were when it came to the safety of the concert goers and like we said the chief police officer went at 9 p.m to travis scott's trailer and said there's too many people we have a lot of concern so does that any of that play a factor into what has also happened well all of those things play a factor but what i don't know is that how much you hold the performer responsible do you understand i mean if you rent a venue You know, isn't the venue, doesn't the venue have some responsibility for security? A lot of it is going to depend upon how the contracts are written. So if Travis Scott is hired by a venue to perform there, I would think that it's the venue's responsibility to file, uh, to, you know, maintain appropriate security, especially knowing who Travis Scott is. I mean, Travis Scott made money for performing, but a bunch of other people made a lot of money, like the venue makes a huge amount of money for the performers that they have performed. So a lot of it is going to depend on how the arrangement was among the various parties. So if you hired the Houston Police Department to provide security, that's one way. Or if you hired a private security business to you know, perform the security for the fun- uh, for the function. That's a, that's another way. But yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits and uh, a lot of acrimony and blaming and all that. It's just horrible. And Does- then you also have to go do. Okay, maybe you just have to eliminate all stand-up concerts. People have to be required to sit in their seats, mm-hmm. and that's the way concerts are going to be to avoid this type of you know, scene rushing. And then, you know, remember the other random thing about this is somebody was saying that one of the security guards got stabbed in the neck by a needle and had to be revived by Narcan, and that's what started all this stampeding. And I don't know if that's true or not. You know, nobody has confirmed really that that's true. So that's pretty crazy, too. Oh, it's just so devastating and it's terrifying to think you mentioned the Rolling Stones concert years ago that, you know, that sort of like was the beginning of the end of like the hippy dippy sort of huge festival mm-hmm. movement. I wonder, mm-hmm. I wonder how accountable they're going to hold these artists and, and, and organizations like Live Nation moving forward. But we'll definitely have you back on to discuss. I know, Michaela, you have something else you'd like to talk to uh, Paula Canny about uh, Ahmaud Arbery and the, the jurors that were chosen. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous how it's been chosen, predominantly white uh, jury How does that happen, and how do we get a fair trial? We'll discuss with Paula Canyon coming up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t It's found that there appears to be uh, intentional 
discrimination. In the state of Georgia, all the defense needs to do is provide that legitimate, non-discriminatory, clear, reasonably specific, and related reason. They've been able to explain to the court why, separate from race, those individuals were, in fact, struck from the panel. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're joined again by our attorney, Paula Canney. Uh, Paula, thank you for being here. Uh, that's the audio Hello. of Judge Timothy Walmsley uh, explaining uh, that he sees a problem, but that he's going to allow this to go forward as there were 11 white jurors chosen and one black juror uh, in the murder trial of Ahmaud Arbery uh, down in Georgia. As an outside observer, just a casual citizen, this doesn't feel that different from the 1950s to me. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this still allowed to happen? And by the judge saying, I see a problem here, but I'm going to allow it, uh, does that set up anything down the road where maybe the, there's a mistrial or something else happens that they can point to him saying that that could actually help the, uh, the, the case? Like, break this down for us, because I really don't understand okay. it. All right, well, with all things in criminal procedure, it's complicated because any time a court's going to err, they're going to err towards the benefit of a defendant because of all of the constitutional protections afforded a defendant in a criminal case. So what the judge said was that, and he's absolutely right, I mean, the defense lawyers purposely kicked off black jurors because they didn't want black jurors because the three defendants are all white and they're accused of killing a black guy in what sounds suspiciously like a lynching. It's horrifying what these three guys did to this guy. The other thing, so... Because it's the defense who's kicking off jurors, he, do, he does properly state the law in the state of Georgia. If you have a non-race-based reason for kicking a juror off, you're allowed to do it. The interesting thing is, if this was a prosecution, if it was a black defendant and a prosecutor was kicking off black jurors, the judge in that instance, because it's the government that's doing it, could immediately declare a mistrial and could sanction the prosecution. But you can't do that to defense attorneys. And the other thing about this jury uh, of 11 white people and one black person that's so crazy is the defense attorneys are still complaining about the jury composition because the defense attorneys are complaining that although there were a thousand people summoned to come to this uh, jury selection process, only like 500 showed up. And of the 500 that didn't show up, most of them were white males, their bubbas that they wanted as their jurors. So they were saying, oh, it's so unfair because people like our clients didn't show up to jury service, and so we don't have a good jury. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy, and so that's how it is. Prosecutors can't do it in the way that the defense attorneys have done it, but defense attorneys can do that uh, so long as they have a race-neutral basis. And the fact is, even if they didn't, I don't think that the court would have declared a mistrial again because it's the defense and not the prosecution. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't, that's just how it is. You know, I think, unfortunately, it's not very surprising. But what Mm -hmm. I think uh, makes it difficult is knowing that his mother is sitting there watching this all go down. And if it wasn't enough to lose her son to then see that it just doesn't feel like a fair trial. um, What, just out of curiosity, do you think that the outcome of this will be? I mean, will the situation where wrong is wrong or... Well, I mean, that's an interesting, it's super interesting to see how it's going to go because it's a, it's an odd venue. It's an odd, uh, it took two and a half weeks to pick the jury. But the thing that's so interesting to me is remember each of those defendants gave these just frankly, you know, BS kind of statements of what, about what transpired to the press. And there was no prosecution, no arrest, no nothing until the video surfaced that was made by one of them showing that everything that they've said to the press is not true. So it is so interesting to me that 
people lie to the press and then act so surprised when their lies well, come I'll, back to haunt I'll say them. this. I'll say this. Uh, there's a precedent for that. His name is Donald J. Trump. He did it every exactly. single day, and we have video footage, and he proved time and time again the truth doesn't matter oftentimes to no. people. And I'll tell you this really quickly before we let you go. I served on a jury a few years ago, and mm-hmm. um, they tried to make me the 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 jury foreman or like the person who like and I didn't uh-huh. want to, I didn't want to do it. And so somebody else took over and uh, we went through and, and did our like preliminary sort of vote. And it was 11-1 and I was the one. And I was like, you guys are all crazy. We can't convict this person on, or it wasn't a conviction necessarily, but we can't say this person is guilty beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like I don't feel that's true. And in the course of about one hour, I flipped all 11 jurors and we got a not guilty. And it gives me both hope and also concern with our judicial system. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I hope if it does come down to being a race issue, that that one black juror holds true to what 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 went down and can do what I did because I, I I've seen it happen. It's uh, absolutely well. I mean that's a that's a powerful story there, AJ. And you're a powerful guy. And I mean you know it's great to know that you know justice prevailed, but. I sure hope in this instance, you know, that the three people who basically engaged in a 21st century version of lynching are held accountable. Mm, I mean, it is unbelievable that just because some black guy's jogging through a rich neighborhood that three kind of redneck guys think that they could do this to somebody. It's horrifying. Well, Paula Kinney, we appreciate you joining us as always. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. You too. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Of course. Okay. Well, coming up, petitions are calling on Coachella to cancel Travis Scott performances in 2022. Will that happen? We'll discuss next. It's time for another round of What's Poppin', Michaela Gordon. What do you got? Okay, well, we did talk in depth about Travis Scott with Paula Kenny, and if you missed that, you can always download our podcast at odyssey.com. However, in the wake of the Astroworld tragedy, a petition is being called on Coachella organizers to remove rapper Travis Scott from the bill next year. Uh, If you are not aware, on Friday night, eight people, including two teenagers, were killed and at least 25 more seriously injured at the festival. Now, the 30-year-old is scheduled to headline both weekends of the Coachella Festival, April 15th through the 17th and April 22nd through the 24th. A petition calling on music events company Golden Voice to pull Scott from Coachella has garnered more than 4,700 signatures as of Monday. Variety also confirmed that Scott has pulled out of this upcoming weekend's Day in Vegas Festival, also organized by Golden Voice. He was slated to perform Saturday night. Meanwhile, Houston city officials said they were in the early stages of investigating what caused the pandemonium at the Sold Out Astro Astro World Festival, Uh, and they are still looking into it. I mean, I don't think this is going to end up very good for Travis Scott. I don't know how long it'll take, but I think that he's going to be off the festival scene for a second. Well, I think that also we need to start looking into how how we hold our artists accountable. Like I've been to a lot of concerts and a lot of really fun times, but I don't I I don't feel comfortable going into a situation like that where there's no you know, Paula Candy said, do we have to start having seats assigned again? And you can't just go into like a pit like that. I understand the the, the appeal of it, but not when lives are being lost. It's no. not worth it. No, I don't think so either. I don't know. We'll continue uh, keeping you updated. I think it's really sad. And I think that also I feel really bad for Kylie Jenner just because she's about to have give birth to their baby. You don't ever want to be in that stress. Yeah. yeah, it's really sad. All right. Well, coming up in our next hour... Uh, one conservative commentator likens gay men to anti-vaxxers. Find out how he's making this correlation coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of News on the Beat. Kaylee, you ready to do this? I mean, I just rolled over my finger. Can I have a second to like mourn that? I pushed the roller chair into the desk where my finger was and it's throbbing. So it was more of a smash as opposed to a rollover. Okay, I smashed my finger before pinched. we got on. Can I tell you this? So one time, chairs are dangerous. This is this is how stories get brought into my brain. Like you say that, then I remember twenty years ago when I was dating a guy named Craig Klonowski. What a name! He listens in New York City. Shout out to Craig. Uh, and my little sister, we were going to take her to get ice cream, and we were borrowing my mom's convertible. My sister was maybe yeah three or four at the time, maybe five. 
and uh, he slammed her finger oh, in the car door, God, and it shut completely. And I have no idea how. Ah. But I think she was young, and her like maybe her bones were still rubbery enough where oh. it did not break anything. <laughs> and for many years, she knew him as the man who slammed her finger in a door. Okay, let That's me. That's all t- she remembers. Okay, so let me tell you a story about Lisa. Lisa, this is how her parents knew that she was like a tough baby because she was like nine and she had her friend in the car and her mom accidentally slammed her finger. Wait, wait this isn't funny. Her mom. You're never going to get the story out. Okay, her mom slammed her finger in the car door and Lisa was like, ow, mom. But Lisa's mom also like panics. So she was like, Lisa and like frantically looking for the keys to like open which of the course door. makes Lisa more upset. Which no, Lisa stayed cool, calm the entire time because she refused to cry in front of her friend who was also in the car. <laughs> so her mom was like panicking. Lisa's got her finger stuck in the door. It sounds very on brand. I know. I, listen, it's very on brand. So that should we not... for all the people that are you know enjoying their breakfast right now? No. You know what we should do live on the air? What? Slam Justin's fingers in the front door of the studio. Just do it. I've always wanted it. Let's do it. And now it's time for News on the Beat. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Serious news. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection has issued six more subpoenas to top campaign associates of former President Trump, including ex-National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. The panel believes Flynn, along with a few other Trump campaign employees, attorneys, and confidants were involved in promoting the lie that the presidential election was stolen. However, if the committee wants to get valuable testimony out of this new round of subpoenas, it may need to put pressure on former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, who was recently handed a contempt of Congress citation for defying his subpoena. The citation is a rare rebuke, but carries a few inherent consequences. Attorney General Merrick Garland is in control of a lot of this process, and there are no obvious signs he intends to act quickly. Now, another news. Uh, oh, already. Let's get into some weather. I talked so long about my smashed finger that we can go ahead and just get into weather now. Thank you so much. <laughs> Seems a little early, but uh, it's let's, not. Let's go there. It's not too early to get into weather. Sure. Who doesn't love getting into weather? I love weather. Great. I'm I miss tell the weather in Palm Springs. I'm wearing sweatshirts Listen again. Listen to me. I miss Palm Springs so much. It's going to be a high of 84 in Palm Springs today. So nah. nice. 75 in Vegas. A high of. Uh, 66 in LA just seems homophobic. 63 in San Francisco. <laughs> it does. That's cold. How is weather homophobic? It, it, it can be. It knows the drill. It does. LA knows better. It's not giving what needs to be given. LA knows if you're going to charge us $7 million for rent. Yeah, it better be at least 77 and sunny. Construction. Every you day. You better give us what we want. That's right. What is the temperature that it becomes, you know, homophobic friendly? 77 is the the perfect temperature in the world. I like it to be 90. So 76 and below is But 77 year round is like perfect. Yeah, I could hit a straight 80 and be like, I'm feeling it. I could get down with that. Yeah. Does it have to be a straight 80 or? I mean, it's the only thing straight in my life. We could do an 81. Add a little odd number in there if it makes you feel more comfortable. Mm. But 76, I think not. Want to know a fun fact about me? I hate odd numbers. I I cannot settle on a number that's not divisible by something. 77 is divisible by 11 and 7. My alarm clocks, the the temp or the TV. If we're listening to the TV and the volume is like 53, I'm like, no, 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 change it. 52 or 54 or even 55, I can handle. That's so weird. I did know that and I forgot that. Very uncomfortable. Those are the things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, 72 in Baltimore. 61 in Cleveland, also cold, gross. 84 in Cathedral City and 84 in La Quinta. That's why I left Ohio. I know. That's why I moved out here. We're not going back. So I'm going to give you my vibe, and then we're going to slam Justin's fingers in the door, and then we're out, right? Got it. Here's your vibe. How good are you willing to allow your life to be? Sometimes all you got to do is get out of your own way. That's my hardest lesson, honey. I feel that. All right, coming up, one conservative commentator likens gay men to anti-vaxxers, and we'll discuss where there's no logic there coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. So conservatism in the United States just really uh, – there's no like basement. There's no bottom. There's no depths they won't go to uh, to make a point and to make themselves feel mm, relevant or right. And this is just my perspective. And it's frustrating because facts don't matter anymore. History is being rewritten. And cis, straight, white men are terrified they're going to lose everything. Right, it's why they go off in these random tangents, which brings me to this this conversation that took place on Newsmax. It's like the new worst version of Fox News, by the way. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, and during this interview, um, there was a commentator by the name of Dennis Prager uh, who went on this rant, where and, and in it he talked about our community, which is why it's relevant to our show right now, and he talked about the AIDS epidemic. And how gay men in particular were treated during that. Whether whether it is of of the non-vaccinated who who are the pariahs of America, as I have not seen in my lifetime, any pariah group like uh, like this. During the AIDS crisis, can you imagine if if gay men and intravenous drug users who, who the, the, were the vast majority of people with AIDS, had they been uh, pariahs the way the, the non-vaccinated are, but it would have been inconceivable. And it should have been inconceivable. They should not have been made pariahs. Mm. But uh, but yeah. this is no. kosher. This is okay. You can make the non-vaccinated. Okay. So, first Good of all... Lord, honey. Could you imagine if gay men were treated as pariahs in the 1980s? Oh, my God. Well, listen, you a-hole, they were. Our own president, Ronald Reagan... Wouldn't they even died. say the they word. They were left they, for dead when they say the, the words, AIDS pandemic was happening. Called it gay cancer. Yeah. Please. I mean, the, the the insanity of of people being given platforms nowadays to go out and speak to millions and to share information that is so inaccurate. And and how every listen how every single log cabin Republican is not up in arms over this this audio is just beyond me. I I, I can't imagine. I mean, I grew up terrified of HIV and AIDS, right? And I'm 41. I was born in 1980. I was not in the generation that was deeply impacted. I can't even imagine how that audio must make our older brothers feel. I mean, listen, a gay political journalist said people with AIDS weren't just pariahs. Conservative like William F. Buckley Jr. wanted them tattooed. They wanted them wherever they went to feel uncomfortable and and sort of how they did in the Holocaust. I was going to say, you know how who else Jewish was tattooed? Had wear, yes. yes, they had to wear yellow stars. They had tattoos on their they arms. Had numbers. They had numbers. serial numbers tattooed yeah. on their bodies. Also, somebody else that was speaking, David Little, said, I'm from Kokomo, Indiana. I'm from the town that expelled Ryan White from public schools because he was HIV positive, which he contracted through a blood transfusion. Uh, gay men, drug users, and anyone with HIV AIDS was a pariah. I mean, I, look, if you're upset about how non-vaccinated people are being treated, you can have that opinion. You can mm. feel that way. But you cannot do is go after a minority who literally would have taken any vaccine to make AIDS go away, would have done anything to keep that pandemic from exploding the way that it did. And instead, they were turned away from hospitals like roaches. I mean... Get a freaking grip. And also, let's just go back to the AIDS epidemic for just a moment and how how gays were apparently not treated uh, based on this new recounting of history. While Ronald Reagan was president, 89,343 people died of AIDS. Almost 90,000 yeah. people did nothing. I mean, listen, I rarely ever have any foul language to say on air. 
And I don't take too many things very seriously. But if you've watched Paris is Burning, if you've watched films where the community was literally... You also have to think about a time where... The coming out was so difficult. If you did finally come out, you were probably ostracized by your family because nobody wanted you, so you were just kicked out on your own. Mm -hmm. Then you're doing what you can to survive. A lot of times also, and I sympathize with so many drug users, not to say that the people during the pandemic did, but people that are shooting up and using needles are often trying to cover up all of these horrible feelings and shame and guilt and not feeling loved and they're doing anything to just not have to feel that. Because we don't believe in mental health. Right, of course, and you sure didn't then. And then you get, you you are diagnosed, you are positive, and then there's nobody where you can go, you can't talk to anybody, and then your best friends are all dying well, around a, it's you. it's a broken system that sets everyone up for failure. And if you want to really dig a little bit deeper, go to the 1970s when Ronald Reagan was the, pre, was the governor of California and cut all funding for mental health institutes across the state and our homeless Honey, I see him. See him every day in the street. And then a fake war on drugs and all these things culminate in in, in tens of thousands of American citizens dying and not being acknowledged. Yeah, how dare this guy? if you want to try to rewrite history, you big jerk, why don't you know your history first? Because it's just so baffling to me that conservatives have, have, have held on to this narrative for so long about who certain people are. Anybody who's not cis, straight, white, who they are and what they deserve and what their rights are. It's, it yeah, just, it's a joke. It's just infuriating to me. Yeah. And it's so disrespectful for those who lost their lives or for those who lost their loved ones. And let me tell you something, Dennis, whatever your dumb name Prager. is. Uh, so many people, and we've covered this for a million times, the people that did die or that were on the final stages of COVID who were not vaccinated said, I just wish I would have gotten vaccinated and called it a day. I wish mm-hmm. I would have done that. So, like, let's not forget that either, Dennis. And can you imagine? So, this again, Ronald Reagan, it took him almost five years as president of the United States to acknowledge the HIV AIDS pandemic. Five years. Could you imagine where we would be if we waited five years to talk about COVID? To even say it for our president to even say the word COVID like Donald Trump was bad he was very bad he handled this thing poorly yeah Ronald Reagan was evil that was cruel what he did and to try to rewrite history now like he was this great great president dude there's a lot of issues here at play Absolutely. and he got none of them right mm-hmm. so let's not try to rewrite history and also let's not try to make the correlation between men and gay men getting HIV or AIDS and intravenous drug users. Let's not make that correlation. Yeah. And let's show a little bit of empathy to those who maybe were using, like you said, for reasons outside of their own control. Yeah. It is real. It is a disease. My cousin died with a needle in his arm. Yeah. Listen, something I I know a lot mm-hmm. of people I come do from that. drug abuse, but I, I empathize so much, especially as I'm going into my own therapy, honey. Good people Don't. get caught up in bad things every single day. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up, we've heard of red flags in relationships, but what about green flags? I've never even heard of this. We'll talk about it next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. As uh, my partner and I inch closer and closer to our nuptials this June, uh, it's fascinating how many people reach out to us on social media or they see us in person and they're like, what's what's the key to success? You guys have been together nine years. You're getting married. You seem perfect. Like what's what's actually what's going on? Because every time I try to date, I'm just filled with like I, I, like warning signals, red yeah. flags, red flags left and right, right? And I have some friends who are single who date a lot and they're really, really bad at it. And I just don't understand exactly, you know, what's going on. And I have a couple girlfriends in particular who always, always, always immediately like discount somebody. Not possible, too many red flags, move on. Right. And I don't think that's a way to go into a dating scenario. I think we should focus more on the green flags, which is why this this is so interesting. Our producer found this article about sort of shifting your perspective on relationships and looking for green flags as opposed to avoiding red flags. And here are some of the ideas. I want to, I want to get your thoughts on these. I'm already obsessed, by the way. Well, being very upfront at first. You know, we're oftentimes told you don't want to be, put too much pressure on too early. You don't want to say, you know, you know, you don't want to talk about things like marriage or family, children, those sorts of things too early because you might scare someone off. Mm-hmm. And that's always felt weird to me because I'm like, well, if it's going to scare them off, I'd rather not waste my time. I'd rather them be gone. But do you think that knowing these things about somebody is actually a green flag and you should actually have these conversations early on in a dating scenario. What do you what are your thoughts? Uh 
I think it's, I don't know, it's different for me because I feel like you should always be very upfront. Mm hmm. But I also think that make sure you're not using it as a defense mechanism or as a weapon to be like, okay, here's all my stuff. Blah. Yes. Do you still want to be with me? Do you see yes. what I'm saying? Because yes. I've done that. So I think that's a red flag. Yes. But I think saying, hey, but these are the things I'm children, looking for. What about you? And having that conversation. Absolutely. That could be a green flag. I think so. I, I think I, it's I sexy. I really like the communication. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. You know, when I, <laughs> God, I had just turned 27 when I met Lisa. And I thought she was some poor broke DJ. And I didn't understand DJs. And I remember I got to her uh, house and we'd already been, you know, together for like a week or so, so long. And I was like, so what's your credit score? And she was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> so what is it? Do you know yours? No, I didn't even have credit at the time, which made it even worse that I was like. The audacity. She was like, well, what's your credit score? And I was like, don't have any. What's yours? And she was like, oh my God. <laughs> she could have said any number to you. Literally. And you would have been impressed. Um, but, but I, you know, I liked that she actually really did answer. And then she like explained to me, like, was like, why don't you have credit? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it was, I mean, it was like mm. very, it was very good. She also, which I think is very important, is in this list, it says not being close with their parents, disowning their family. So, one thing about Lisa, I obviously don't speak to my family. And so Lisa's always said, if you ever want to talk to your family again, I will support you mm. because I support you. Like yeah. if that's what you need, yep. I'm going to show up. And at times where I've thought that was important, she has shown up. At times where she was disrespected, she still showed up. She did it for me. But she definitely has backed me in not having a relationship with my family and well, letting that be okay. Okay, because also you're raised a lot like I was where you always fix things with family. Family's blood's thicker than water. Family comes first, blah, blah, blah. What if your family's problematic and hurtful? And that's what they're saying. Stop. Like, it's okay to not be, you know, like, I'm low-key a little bit, like, not upset is the word, but kind of hurt by my mom right now. And it's not her fault, actually. But I also have pulled back just a little bit just because of, of some stuff with my sister and the way that she still supports her. Now, she should because it's her mom. It's her daughter, right? And I understand it logically. Inside, though, it hurts. It just hurts. It hurts me. And my partners had to be very supportive of that. I was like, I get it. Yeah. Take a step back. It's okay. That's fine. You can fix it later. Yeah. Fix yourself first. Okay. I what want... about arguing? I love to argue. Uh, okay, but arguing, and I know you, so I, I'm going to know if you're, if, you're, if you're bull, if this is bull right now. But in relationships, did you used to view arguing as, oh, it's over, it's over, it's over, we're going to blow up, it's going to, she's going to leave me now? I thought arguing, I thought that arguing with you meant our friendship was over. Really? I, I, so I'm only now finding the healthy boundaries with confrontation. I felt like with all relationships, if I started to argue, if I confronted something, if I made somebody mad, they would not want to have a relationship with me anymore. Mm. So I would fight really hard with myself being like, I'm not standing up for myself, but I don't want them to leave. And only now have I realized how healthy confrontation yes. is. How amazing it is, how you get onto the other side. And now Lisa and I argue that we have our words that we're not allowed to use. Mm -hmm. We have things we're not allowed to do. But yeah, I've found it to Listen, be so helpful. If any relationship tells you that they don't argue, they're lying. Or they don't have a real relationship. Yeah. Like that's just that's just that. How about this one is this one's tricky because I've been bad at this in the past. Criticizing one another or like nitpicking at little things. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like I don't like when Lisa criticizes me and she doesn't like when I criticize her. But I do feel like constructive criticism. It it can is be a beneficial. good thing, but sometimes you don't need it. Yeah. It's sometimes so, yeah. I'm like, don't tell me anything because I already know. Yeah. So and if you're out there, like, listen, okay. if you are looking for a relationship coming from someone who's been in one for nine years and someone who's been in one for six, uh, they take work. It's a choice you make every single day. Uh, but maybe try if it's not working out for you. Maybe it's, instead of looking for red flags, maybe look for the green ones. Yeah. Maybe look for the positives. Yeah. And find a positive We've twist. We've changed so much as a society. Yeah. All right. Coming up, speaking of relationships, Will Smith tripped 14 times on ayahuasca with mother and went into tantric sex expert after splitting with Jada. That's a whole mouthful. We'll break it down to what's popping. Michaela, you know I'm a huge fan of Will Smith. I've interviewed him a few times. He's super, super kind and always very present in his interviews. Um, and maybe it's because uh, some things in his past have opened him up. 
to revealing his true self to the world. Uh, ayahuasca might be involved. What's popping? So I'm really loving this conversation that he's having uh, that will be in his book because it's such an honest conversation. He says that uh, he and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, decided to split in 2011, which caused him to do this ayahuasca trip in which he went on to do 13 more times because of a presence that kept showing up during the ayahuasca trip, which was an entity that he ended up calling mother. And it was crazy because it was an unseeable woman, but he says that I could tell she would never leave me. He felt very safe with her. So he goes on to do these ayahuasca trips where he has the realization, if I'm this beautiful, I don't need number one movies to feel good about myself. If I'm this beautiful, I don't need hit records to feel worthy of love. And I'm if, if I'm this beautiful, I don't need Jada or anyone else to validate me. So then he goes on to work with a tantric... Uh, like teacher and she said what do you really want where he was able to like sexually explore realizing that like he wanted a harem and his harem was like full of 25 women that included like Holly Berry and Misty Copeland and uh, they explored all of that they ended up getting back together Jada Pinkett Smith obviously but they said that they do not have a very very monogamous relationship he also says that when it came out that she was in her entanglement he had also cheated before. So that wasn't like the biggest news ever. And he's just opening up. Like they've been together for 20 years. Well, it's interesting because the the rumors about Will for so many years in Hollywood is that he's also gay or that he's bisexual right. at least. That, uh, he was uh, tied to, who's the actor? Uh, I was, it's not, it, I was going to say uh, Dwayne Reed, but that's the pharmacy in New York City. Dwayne Johnson? No, it's not. No, 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 it's not Dwayne Johnson. Uh, look it up. Look up. Look up. Will Smith. Just type in Will Smith boyfriend. It'll pull up the article. Um, and so that's been the that's been the rumor about Will Smith for many years. And that may also still be true, right? Yeah. Um, but it does make more sense though that this is also possible that they're just in an open relationship and that they explore outside. And and that could have led people to think, oh, he must be gay. Yeah. Because he's hiding something. Right. But he could have been hiding this all along. And totally. I, ayahuasca is interesting because I've wanted to I've wanted to twi- try ayahuasca for years. And then I didn't because of my pastor at church one time gave a talk and randomly brought it up. And I was like, oh, she's talking to me. But it's I'd be down for it. 13 times seems like a lot, but I'd be down for it. Yeah. Dwayne Martin? Dwayne Martin. Oh, Yeah, that's the okay. rumor that they, and they're still good friends. And Dwayne Martin still comments on his uh, posts a lot. But rumors for many, many years that they were in a relationship and that Jada knew about it and it was okay. I think it's really interesting. So who knows what's actually going on? And actually... It's nobody's business regardless actually, of what is going on. It's not. However, thanks for opening up, Will, because I think that a lot of couples struggle or I think that individual people mm-hmm. struggle thinking that there's still all of these really basic rules. Maybe they'll yeah. never find a relationship. And Oprah did say, uh, she interviewed him last week for this book. She said it's the best memoir she's ever read. Oh, it's a big deal. It's I'm going to read it too. a bold statement. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it first. I'm going to get it. No, you're not. I'm going to get it first. I'm going to call Will right now. I'm going to get it first, and then I'm going to let you borrow it like you let me borrow Michelle Obama's book. Did you give it back? See you back at the 9 o'clock hour for more of The Morning Beat. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. In our final hour, we've got a great show coming up for you. Uh, We're talking about these Republicans who are uh, trying to make Melania Trump a thing. Michaela's very excited about it because she plays Melania on TikTok, so this could be a real moneymaker for her, a real turning point in her career. Uh, but these log cabin Republicans are wild, and I think they're missing the point, but we're going to let you decide. Uh, we're going to share the audio with you in about 12 minutes from now, so stick around for that. Right now, though, it is time for some news on The Beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? All right, well, LGBTQ Republicans made a video about their love for Melania Trump that has the internet cringing. Take and listen to the audio, and we'll discuss. She's smart, she's fashionable, she's stylish, and she also has the heart of a mother. Melania Trump has always been a great friend to the LGBT community and an inspiration to millions of people. We know her gay friends are dear and she'd never let us know. Let's be honest, the gays love First Lady Melania Trump. Now don't get me wrong, we love President Trump too, but man, she made him look good. Now I love this audio, I love this story, and I now love Vlog Cabin Republicans, and I'm going to share (laughs) my love for them 
uh, this hour as we talk more in depth and actually how real problematic this is. It's crazy. There was also like Melania, they were trying to say like it's Melania Trump and like Hillary Clinton and like Jackie Kennedy. And you're like, do not. Don't lump them together. Not. First of all, she tore up the Rose Garden that Jackie Kennedy put in and Hillary Clinton is untouchable. She yeah. was like a first, she was like a first lady in name only. She's like a boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. Why it's still problematic. But in other news, the House Select Committee investigating the January sixth insurrection has issued six more subpoenas to top campaign associates of former President Trump, including ex National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. The panel believes Flynn, along with a few other Trump campaign employees, attorneys, and confidants, were involved in promoting the lie that the presidential election was stolen. However, if the committee wants to get valuable testimony out of this new round of subpoenas, it may need to put pressure on former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, who was recently handed a contempt of Congress citation fortifying his subpoena. The citation is a rare rebuke, but carries few inherent consequences. Attorney General Merrick Garland is in control of a lot of this process, and there are no obvious signs he intends to act quickly. All right, let's get into a little bit of Wev. It's going to be a high of 84 in La Quinta. Let's get into a little bit of Wev. Yeah, I such a weirdo. 84 in Cathedral City. Whoa, 61 in Sacramento, majoring. 64 in St. Louis, 57 in Chicago. (laughs) Stop looking at me. 75 in Atlanta, 57 in Seattle, 64 in Kansas City, 84 in Palm Springs. 79 in Vegas and 66, a freezing 66 in Los Angeles yeah, today. Bundle up. Snowing. How are we going to get through this one? Don't know. Maybe Last time it vibe. snowed was uh, in the uh, Christmas, iconic Christmas film, Ernest Saves Christmas. Remember that one? Remember Ernest? Yeah, He went that to jail, he went to camp, he saved Christmas. Oh, you guys yeah. know that there are people in Boston right now just like shaking. Boston hates us right now. Oh, yeah, but that's why they love us, because we're morons. Yeah. Okay, give us a vibe. Come visit us. The The weather's gorgeous, usually, yeah. just not today. Yeah. Here's your vibe of the day. How good are you willing to allow your life to be? Sometimes you just got to get out of your own way, people. It's such a good point. All right, coming up, Log Cabin Republicans are living for Melania, and I'm living for Log Cabin Republicans. We'll discuss why next. From the moment I met First Lady Melania Trump, at the very beginning of the Trump administration, I knew our community had an advocate. She made history as the first Republican First Lady to ever support our community, the Log Cabin Republicans and LGBT Americans. Listen, I don't always Uh, agree with Log Cabin Republicans. God, don't. Maybe what they're confused about is they think I'm Melania Trump. All my TikToks were incredible. Mm. I did so many great things last year with John D. Domenico. They probably watched Orange Acres and they were like, look at Melania go. Because you saw more of me than you saw of Melania. A thousand percent. She's gone. The only time I saw her, she was swatting away her husband's hand or wearing a a jacket that said, I really don't care while going to visit children separated from their families at the border. Come on, log cabin Republicans. Also, these queens, this is what what drives me crazy, is the whole like, oh, like the, the way they're praising her. I'm like, do you not understand that she has zero power? Like zero, zero, zero power. Zero. She has none. no control. Not one. Zero, 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 done. I cannot hear Erica Jane and not finish the lyric. It's iconic. Um, she's problematic right now, but she's my friend and I'm standing by her. I'm going to keep doing it. Of I'm course sorry I am. You did. But, but, the, but the, 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 to take away from the real issue and say that she's the first f- first lady to support our community, what? What are you talking about? Like, what are you. Like the GOP, but they don't even have like. It's so funny actually because I forgot that I did a whole skit in a gay bar last year to be funny, but I did it because there's been no LGBTQ love yeah. as far as Melania goes. Yeah, there was another first lady who, who was very supportive of the queer community, only behind closed doors though, not publicly. While they died by the thousands, her name was Nancy Reagan, because many of her closest friends and her hair and makeup team were actually very queer. But she and her husband acted like the HIV pandemic didn't happen for five years and let people die. So if you really want to talk about the history of first ladies in the Republican Party, we can yeah. go there. Yeah. Um, but let's play this other little bit of audio because it's just wild to me. She's smart, she's fashionable, she's stylish, and she also has the heart of a mother. Melania Trump has always been a great friend to the LGBT community and an inspiration to millions of people. We know her gay friends are dear and she'd never let us down. Let's be honest, the gays love First Lady Melania Trump. Now don't get me wrong, we love President Trump too, but man, she made him look good. 
Okay, so that's... What are they watching? What are they on? It plays to the lowest common denominator of these tropes of what a gay man is in America. And it's so like, yes, we love Melania. She's fashionable. We love Trump, but but we love Melania. She made him look good. Like, oh, no, she didn't. And that's the difference, though, because, listen, I, I understand Hillary Clinton can be polarizing, but many of the reasons Hillary Clinton is so polarizing is because she has a backbone and because she had a platform yeah. while she was first lady. And she actually, so did Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama wanted to make kids healthy again and get healthier food back in the schools. What was Melania Trump be best? What the F does it's that even mean? It's not even proper grammar. What does that even mean, though? Be best. Be best. Not, it, it was, was about the, bullying was when her husband was the biggest bully. The biggest bully we've ever had. Got off of Twitter. I just don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand. You know who I'd like to have on? Matthew Craffy. Oh, I really want to understand this. No. Maybe we could have Melania come on as well. Mm. <laughs> I would really love to understand because I don't want to be rude. She's busy hiding I from her really husband. Want, but I want to. I want to be with them. I want to be like, okay, you're. If you feel this way, why do you feel this way? But also, but also, she doesn't support our community. Give me one example of Melania Trump supporting our community. Not just saying something, but actually getting behind a cause for our community. Just give me one, anywhere. Like it doesn't exist. Yeah. It it's so frustrating that they try to rewrite history and they try to change this narrative because, listen. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to peg all log cabin Republicans as one thing, but there is a lot of self hatred that goes on in those sorts of communities. Absolutely, it's like the Stacy Stacy Dash syndrome. Like it's so just, and she's now apologized for much of what she has said in the past because she realizes she was like drinking the Kool Aid. It's so problematic, and if you're so, if your bigger interest is having a, a little bit of power and the seat at the table, even that, even if that means you're at the card table in the other room because you can't sit with the adults. If that's what it takes to be a log cabin Republican in in Trump's America, I have I want no part in it. It doesn't make any. It, it, don't be. I'm not. I'm not going to be a token. I'm not going to be a token. And also, what the first lady does and how she presents herself to the world to me, it's more important what she actually stands for and the action she takes, as opposed to how fierce she looks in high heels and hair and makeup. Yeah. Like that's like it is such a is that is such a trope of like generations past. Our lady, our first lady, can be so much more. And even Jackie Kennedy was fashionable and stood for something. It's just lazy. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I totally agree. I'm well, on one today. Sorry, I got opinions today. No, I, I love it. I love it, and I think that uh, I just love it because I want Melania to do more stuff. I've got 1.7 million TikTok followers that are waiting for me to just pull something out of a hat, and I feel like I finally have that. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad this moment has returned for you. It's come back for me. Mm-hmm. Be famous. Okay. Be <laughs> famous. Not be best. Be, be famous. famous. Okay, I love that. Paula Candy's joining us. She's very famous. She's very brilliant, very smart. Somebody that we really admire and look up to. As we have a conversation about Ahmad Arbery and the all-white jury, how problematic is that, and how do we move forward? Coming up. Tell me something good. All right, so if you know anything about me, you know that I low-key, high-key actually still believe in Santa Claus. You so believe in Santa. I know we say it like it's a joke and it's ha-ha, but I actually kind of believe in him. And by kind of, I mean I do 1,000%. Like, I actually think there's a a secret North Pole somewhere where he's with elves and flying reindeer. I believe in all of it. Um, And that is my magic, and you can't take that away from me. And I would never. And I share this belief with a young man by the name of Pastor. He's seven years old, and he just received the surprise of a lifetime when he got to share a dinner of hamburgers and cookies with Santa in the North Pole just as he requested. Now, why did he request this? Maybe because he's seven, maybe because his name is Pastor and he's a cool little guy, but also uh, because this young man has been battling leukemia. Uh, He made this wish uh, on the same day that Macy's kicked off his 14th annual Believe letter writing campaign in partnership with, of course, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Now, this campaign goes all the way till Christmas Eve, and it provides people of all ages the chance to send letters to Santa and deliver wishes. He was one of the lucky recipients. And his family said they could not be happier. They said they felt overwhelmed with joy. Our hearts melted. Um, We were looking forward to this day. He would always talk about it. We just felt happy for him that he finally got to see Santa. Oh, I love it. Now, it started with a special meet and greet with Santa and at the Macy's in downtown Sacramento. Then VIP transportation and a red Tesla 
to Golden One Center, where a portion of the arena was uh, transformed into a festive holiday atmosphere created specifically for Pastor. They took him to the North Pole, Okay, wait, the honey? Come on. That's so sweet. Adorable. I love it. Okay, well, let's keep the sweet stories rolling. An Australian couple paid off toy layaways for 82 families ahead of the holidays. They know what it's like to struggle and said they always wanted to be able to give back. Scott Mills, who owns Toy World in Bendigo, Bendigo, Bendigo? Sure. Bendigo, go girls. Why not? Said uh, that this amazing couple came in. They asked to keep their identity a secret and to not disclose how much money they spent. But they wanted to take, they wanted to take care of all the toys. Now, Toy World staff explained that one mother was still in quarantine after coming in contact with someone who may have COVID, so she lost her side job and was unsure how she'd be able to afford Christmas gifts. Um, and they just all. Uh, it's just so sweet. All the babies' toys are now paid for, and the mom and dads get to just like have a great Christmas with their kids. Mm. I mean, that's incredible. That's something that you don't really think about. When I think of Christmas, I don't have kids yet. I have a niece and nephew, so I forget like how special it can be for little babies who don't know anything. If they don't get pres- you know presents under the tree, they don't need elaborate ones, but maybe a little toy or something. Listen, when I was a kid, my mother started dating my stepfather, who's been my stepfather for like 30 years now, and... One year, Santa Claus left us notes and little treats, and the corners of the white paper were cut at a curve, and we were told that 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 was Santa's special paper. And to this day, I still believe that. Oh, yeah. My sister-in-law did that, too. My stepdad cut the corners, but I didn't care. I was like, that's actually Santa. It's Santa Claus. So believing is actually more powerful than being yeah. right. Well, this time is something good. is sponsored by McDonald's. Tis the season to treat yourself and drink up the holiday joy. Now get a small peppermint mocha hot or ice for only $2. Prices and participation may vary. We have a great show for you tomorrow as always. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Paula Canny. If you missed anything, don't forget you can always download our podcast at odyssey.com. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.